Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Coffee Bean of Life and today we're going to be talking more about 2021 because the last time we tried to do this we ended up saying a bunch of things that probably would have landed us in prison or gotten sued by some government overseas. But anyway, uh, let's begin this like episode. I feel like you have to cut that too now. Let's try that again. Let's try that again. Let's try that again. Anyway, after, <laughs> after a second interruption, okay. Uh, we have a special guest for today. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? I came up for you. Uh, I mean, it's not like I have a choice, right? Yeah, so hi, I, I'm Ashley. And Yay! I'm, yay, yay! I'm the token representation here. <sighs> mm-hmm. So Why do you say mm-hmm that way? <laughs> yes, Why yes, do you have a problem with everything, Ashlyn? It's only when I have a problem with you. <gasps> Guys, and on that about... note, welcome to 2021. <laughs> yeah, hi, 2021. Um, how do you feel about it? Hi, everyone. Let's go around the um, virtual table and ask everyone what's their resolution for the new year and even and if they believe in resolutions in the first place. Oh, what if I've never had a resolution, I feel like. Sad. What if you don't believe in the concept of years? Mm. <laughs> That's so true. That's valid. That's so true. Why don't I decide you, Samyang? I know you've got a really interesting resolution. Is it the growth of hair? <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. I'm Indian. <laughs> um, okay. I have three resolutions for this year. Firstly, it's to interrupt people less. And I think Justinian would do well to have the resolution true. Sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, but okay, I think the resolutions are only impactful when you have like an actionable way to put it into practice. So my like way to make sure that I interrupt people less is to like carry a notepad around. So whenever people are talking and I feel the need to interrupt them, I write down what I'm going to say. And then I say it after they're done talking. Um, my second resolution is... Um, to use a lot more like usable cutlery and like eco-friendly stuff and that because I think I'm not doing enough and I still use a lot of disposable goods. And my last resolution is to cry in the canteen. And I think the people here have heard this one before. So, um, but I don't want to like yes, because this in the your second take. The sob canteen. I don't want to sob in the canteen. I just want like tears streaming down. And I told my parents this, right? And my father was like, oh, you should take your mother to the canteen. She can make you cry there. <laughs> 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 yeah um those are my two resolutions but i think as a general trend as i've observed um going into 2021 i've become a lot more particular about the way people interact with me so if someone is being rude i'm like mm-hmm. not really okay with it anymore whereas like previously i would have said oh they don't really matter but now i'm like no you can't talk to me like that so i think that's just like a gradual process of maturing and stuff mm-hmm. but Going into 2021, I can't wait for A-levels to be over and for me to finally be able to live my life as I wanted. But yeah. Sorry, I'm asking you this question, right? And I still have this question, which is, mm-hmm. how did you get started on this crying thing? Like, what inspired this? Why? No, I think, um, like, it might seem very surface level, but I think um, it's very hard for, sing- like, us Asians to be vulnerable in front of large groups of people. And I think crying is one of those ways that you're vulnerable, right? Because we're always so afraid about like how others perceive us and how mm-hmm. others um, think that we might be weak or anything. So I think by crying in the canteen, that is like a very large step towards being comfortable with being um, sad or with like sadness in front of large groups of people. Yeah. Okay, valid, sure. Sure. Your, your facial expressions are something else. Honestly, right, I, I wish you guys could see Justin's face, right? Like, he looks like he's, like, this, like, middle-aged mom, just, like, wondering why the son, like, why the four-year-old child asks, like, such an interesting question, you know, just, like, waiting for a response. It's so sweet. Okay, but anyway. I, I think, like, you do have a point, lah. In, in the sense that, like, I, I'm not, I mean, I think I have a point. I just don't think that the way of going about it is the best way to achieve that point. Yeah. But, you know, you do you, right? Thank you. Yeah. Oh no, public meltdowns and like mental breakdowns are very free. Samyak has an excellent point. As someone who has definitely cried in the canteen multiple times, I feel like he really does have a point. I don't want to I don't want to imply that mm-hmm. me crying in the canteen is my rock bottom, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh, Justine, what are your resolutions? Oh, I think my resolution. Um honestly, I've never been a resolution kind of person, but so I don't have a new year 
it shows. But I did have like birthday resolution. So like my birthday resolution, like on my birthday, like last month, I wrote this like really long like journal entry because I I do it sometimes on like important days, right? Where I'll be like yeah. a more patient person, like kinder person. Because I think like um a lot of the time like we have certain like hopes for ourselves, as in like what we want to be, but we kind of like put it, you know, um how to say under wraps in some way, in the sense that we don't really kind of make ourselves do it. It's just like a thought at the back of your mind, right? That never really surfaces. So I think Yeah, me, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. So for me what I want to do is really put those things into action. Like being more patient, being more mindful of people around me. And like being more like altruistic, I think, in general. Because I think it's really easy to just slip into the mindset of like I'm just gonna do whatever I want and I don't really go care about mm-hmm. other people. Yeah. Um but I think there's a genuine joy to be derived from really helping other people, even if it comes at the cost of your own time or your own, you know, how to say, like happiness at the moment. Because mm-hmm. there's longer term thing there. I think to that end, it's not just about like short term interactions, but also the thing like um, the different things for engagement. Uh. So hopefully, I get to help people around me and also the yeah. community a little more. I, yeah. yeah, that's so. Um, these words, right? Like kindness and to be more altruistic. They're they're quite vague terms, and and there's nothing wrong with that, right? But did you leave mm-hmm. it intentionally vague, or did you like intend to have some kind of like processes to achieve this final aim of being kinder? That's a lovely question. I think kindness is also broadness. Um, I think like. And I think it's the general maxim of a lot of the great mm-hmm. religions of the world, right? For example, Christianity wow. has love your neighbor. Um, Confucianism has the same thing, right? Um, do what? Do only unto others as you want them to do unto you. The same, same kind of thing. There's always a vagueness about it. But I think the vagueness is not a bad thing. The vagueness carries with it instead a sort of universality. In a sense that because it is vague, it is all-encompassing. And because it is all-encompassing, you can apply it to any part of your life, right? If you take the value of love, for example, it is intentionally vague, right? But it is also something that because it is vague, one can do to literally anyone and to anything and to bring into every action. And I think that's the good thing about it. It is actionable because it is vague, you know? And yeah, I, and hopefully it just makes you a better person in general. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's that's nice. I guess. But yeah, I agree with the intentionally vague part because I remember when. But I think when we come up with intentionally vague resolutions, it's. I think it's better to have like shorter term checkpoints for that too. Mm-hmm. For like that's why a lot of people suggest that you set like seasonal resolutions. But in Singapore, we don't really have seasons. So, but otherwise, you yeah. would be like this winter. I want to be like, or this spring. I want to be a kinder person. So having I think like, right, is this idea of resolution as thing to be achieved and resolution as thing to aspire to. Mm. And for me, I feel resolutions are better as things to aspire to rather than concrete things to be achieved. I know this kind of goes against the general plane, but I think I was talking to a friend about like um, their resolutions and I think for me what came up was a good resolution is one that inspires you to go further, right? And to do things that you generally wouldn't. And I think because of that, it has in some way got to be difficult to realize, even impossible to realize. But because the aspiration is so large, the inspiration is commensurately large. And I think it's a bit like in the maxim, you know, when you tell people to shoot for the stars, like or shoot for the moon or whatever because you land on like some other like extraterrestrial like object, right? <laughs> shoot for the stars even if you miss your land resolution. You're going to end up somewhere maybe better than if you had something easier to achieve. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know if that's probably idealistic like either. Yeah. I don't Wait, know whether it's moon or star. Yeah, but I feel like the, the moon is nearer than most stars. So it should be like <laughs> <laughs> the moon is nearer than all stars. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking yeah. of that, actually, what is your resolution? 
Actually, the thing about that, right, is that I don't know, I was talking to my friends about resolutions, right? And like the one thing that we kind of all agreed on was that we went into 2020 with so high hopes, right? Like, we're going to 2021 with like zero expectations and like a pessimistic mindset. But at the same time, I feel like that's also not really me. Like, I feel like that's more of a product of 2020. I kind of have like the exact opposite of Justin here in terms of like how I put resolutions in that I try to set up like systems and like small habits instead. Because I feel the thing about goals, right, is that I end up like focusing more on the goal itself rather than the process of how I reach that goal. Mm-hmm. And rather by, mm-hmm. instead of like looking at only one big goal, like, oh, I am going to be a better person with excellent, immaculate self-care and wonderful mental health, right? Like, like that's, like, that's basically impossible, like, when I look at yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But, like, when I set up, like, a system, like, okay, every day I'm going to, like, make my bed instead of living in a junk heap and I'm going to have, like, three solid meals, right? That kind of thing. I feel like yeah. that goes a longer way in setting up and making things very actionable for myself. And I do do, like, I mean, like, not seasonal, but, like, quarterly resolutions in a way mm-hmm. and check-in. Yeah. But, like, one thing that's kind of similar to what Justinian does is that I do set a theme for the year. That's great. Last year's theme was self-actualization and... (laughs) How did that go? Weirdly well, actually. I mean, I feel like after 2020, right, it wasn't the way I would have chosen to reach a greater understanding of myself. Like, this was not the way I would have chosen. (laughs) But, like, I mean, I I did learn a lot about myself, Mm. honestly. Mm. And... 2021 will be the year to recover from the aftermath of 2020. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. yeah it's really no. more about like rebuilding mm. and rebuilding stronger. Like. I, I feel like I'm talking like I'm a country. Build back better. Yes, I'm a government ad now. Nothing wrong with being a government ad. <laughs> government ad for a country of Vino. Okay, okay, never mind. <laughs> but like, yes, the cut, fundamental cut, point. Cut. Yes, cut, 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 cut. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know. It's okay. But, yeah, like, I think going into 2021, I want to focus on just, like, looking forward from where I am now. Because, like, I think one mm. thing I had a lot was that I lived in the past or I lived in the mm. future. Either, like, with, like, goals to escape where I am now or, like, living with, like, some kind of, like, uh, chip on my shoulder that I haven't gotten over yet. But, like, I think in 2021, like, I do want to live in the moment and focus on just like the small things uh, like if I want to care about my studies I'm not going to worry about whether I'm going to get like a scholarship or go to university that kind of thing which is probably not good because it's an A-level year but like I'm really just going to focus on like day to day like how am I doing like am I doing yeah. right by myself that kind of thing because like 365 days is a long time as 2020 showed mm. me so like I may as well make those 24 hours a little bit less painful that kind of vibe, I think. Okay. No, I mean, that's completely valid. What I what I got from yours and Justinian's um, resolutions, or maybe the lack of resolutions, I think it's the fact that you don't let the aspiration get too much. So, for some people, aspiring to a higher goal might be the way for them to improve themselves, but the aspiration can also get very overwhelming. Mm-hmm and take over the fact that it's really the everyday actions that accumulate and allow you to really make any actionable change. Yeah, so um, on that note, Justin, do you have anything to add? No, I just wanted to add the famous Chinese proverb, you know, that a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. So I think it's about whether you want to look at the journey in its totality, in the thousand-mile splendor of, you know, this route, or at the single steps bring you ever closer to the destination. Actually, next. So true. So, um, on that, based on that Chinese proverb, proverb, let's move on to Atrijo. Atrijo. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Not, uh, not. Yes, I'm here. Uh, I mean, my new, new year's resolutions are quite boring. It's nothing fancy. Honestly, for me, I just want 2021 to be a year where I like, set myself up for better times in the future, I guess. So like, be it getting into a decent university or like losing some weight, which I have not done for a while. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much it. It's nothing too fancy, just simple stuff. I mean, it's very stressful, but quite simple, even looking at it from that aspect. Hmm. But like, 
Okay, anyway. Like, in terms of resolutions though, like, the thing is, it really depends on every, each individual. Like, my resolutions might be boring this year, but next time I might do something stupid, like, I don't know, like, dye my hair navy blue for a month or something. Oh, yeah, I can't, I won't have hair next year. But anyway. Okay, never mind. You dye your head navy blue, Avatar. No, like my hair, but I won't have hair next year. That's the thing. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. True, true. But Atrijo, do you see yourself more as like a big picture kind of goal setter or like a small, like a focused, microscopic level goal setter? Definitely big picture because I just get stressed out by looking at things. Like the thing about looking big picture stuff is that if you don't like zone in a bit, you start getting very stressed. Because, like, you don't see the fact that, like, going from, like, when you go from, like, A to B, right, there's actually a ton of small steps in between. If, you, if you're just looking at the big picture, you just focus on the l- massive leap from A to B. They can sort of put a lot of pressure on you, which mm-hmm. I guess I feel. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, for me, right, the way I see it is, in terms of, like, setting small goals to improve myself, that's what I do in my daily schedule, for example. So, like, my resolution is more of what I want to achieve by the end of this given year. Yeah. yeah, I mean, while we wait for Qinghao to come back, I think uh, I think many of us might have gone into 2020 with like a large, um, I don't know, a new aspiration for the new decade, right? And obviously 2020 didn't turn out to provide the ample or the fertile ground for those resolutions to take flight or for us to do what we wanted to do. I'm sure some people made the best of it, but I know a lot of people who weren't able to do that. So has that left you any lessons about how to go forward and how to look at New Year's and how to set resolutions for the New Year's? Because I think one thing I have learned is really not to like give that much weight to the idea of a year. So the way I choose to do like self-improvement stuff is at the point itself and look at myself for the next one or two months instead of waiting for like January to arrive and for me to act upon it. Yeah. Mm, I agree. Okay, just you need to just remind them. But like, do what I feel like you seem to like. Because in my life, for example, let's say I have this goal of becoming fit, right? I can break that down into like steps that take place over five or six years. So for every year, you just have to set a resolution that brings you closer to that instead of farther away. I think that's generally what you want to do. Huh? And that's very true. Like, I think what a mistake that a lot of people make is like wait for like a year to start before doing massive changes. Which really so hampers your progress because there's no reason for you to wait for New Year to start. It's like, if you think about it, there's not that much symbolic of a New Year that separates it from like any other day of the week. So if anything, you should start uh, working towards your goals before the New Year happens so that you're already like 80%, so you're already like at a good stance. So for example, if you want to become fit, right? Just start hitting the gym like two weeks before the New Year. So by the time the New Year comes around, you already have a proper routine. It becomes much easier to achieve your resolution. Yes. Yeah. So, Qinghao, now that you're back, can you tell us about your 2021 resolutions, if you have any? Oh, I don't have any. I'm not... I don't think I'm someone that believes in uh, resolutions. I don't remember the last time I actually made a New Year's resolution. But, I mean, I just don't think... It's such like a vague... Inevitably, resolutions end up very vague, right? And you know, the, like the whole thing they teach you about, like smart goal setting, like how it's it's like if you have a vague goal, it's not really that achievable. Um, so I've never been a person who does that, like, and I also kind of someone who kind of goes with the flow, I guess, in terms mm-hmm. of like what I want to accomplish uh, in in the year ahead. Um, but if I did have a resolution, probably something like along the lines of, I don't know, I guess like do well A levels, isn't that like the major <laughs> everyone's mind? Yeah. Yeah, it is. So I think we've like come up with I think from the conversations we've had, there seem to be like two con not contrasting, but two different perspectives. So on one hand we have Justinian's vagueness is broadness perspective about uh goal setting. And we also have the fact that if a goal is not specific and actionable, then many people don't follow through with it. And it, Obviously, it depends on the kind of person you are. But Chinhab, we were also talking about the idea that 2020 has shown us that oftentimes what we set out to do at the start of the year 
does not happen because the the ample opportunities are not present. So is this something you've noticed in your year throughout 2020 or because you're someone who goes with the flow it was still like okay like even though it was rocky you were able to adapt to the changing situations. Um I well I don't think I really adapted that well to so called the changing situation. It because okay it's i think it started affecting me a lot earlier than i think most people in singapore cuz i was supposed to go uh i actually went to china like on january 11th mm-hmm. like by myself to visit my uncle and then i came back and then we were supposed to go again as a family to visit uh to for chinese new year right like on like mm. the 28th or 29th and then yeah that was the time when singapore had like three cases and there is still like this uh we chat message from my mom to uh, our uncle and an aunt in china where she says like oh singapore has three cases now this is way too scary we can't go and then look how that has uh, uh, if we had three cases today it would be something to celebrate right <laughs> but uh, like that was the situation then uh, so like and yeah. yeah and like the whole like so many things were cut short right like i did like whatever programs that you have like i don't know the uh mandate elective programs or cca and everything just stopped right so yeah like it was just yeah it was just like a terrible disruption law and like if things i think even if things can just return to like a semblance of normal like we can have i don't know national school games again probably not in the same form with like 10,000 people in the stadium but uh if like i think if things can just sort of be normal it will already be such a massive improvement right over yeah everything that happened last year yeah I think uh that just goes to show that oftentimes resolutions where we want to improve something um when situations change our resolution can just be for things to return to normal or for as like or as the situation was before. So I think we've kind of hit a dead end with this conversation. <laughs> If anyone else has anything to add uh yeah. Well, I think we'll move on to the next like topic. which is <laughs> we had another we'll talk about our general yeah which is different from resolutions right ah uh, okay so like the general vibe for this year mm like what do you hope the year will be like uh? i think so i kind of talked about it you know when he mm. talked about a normal year yeah as what do you, what do you hope the year will turn out like instead of just like what you want to do yeah So what about you? What do you think? Uh, what do you hope the year will turn out like? You Samia. Are you talking to me? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think um I would hope. Hmm. I know I don't believe in the. You know, a lot of people are like, twenty twenty was my worst year by far. But I don't really believe in saying things such as like bad years or worst year because I feel like there's always potential to get like for it to get worse. So. No optimism. <laughs> So I think my hope for 2021 is for um yeah for some semblance of normality right but I feel like what we had before 2020 wasn't normal either so I don't want to return to pre 2020 levels or anything like that I just want the ability to have more interactions with individuals which are not constricted by like a screen so the ability to meet people in real life and stuff like that i don't really know how it's going to turn out with new waves of cases and all that kind of stuff but i do hope that with people following the measures we'll be able to interact with larger groups of people once it's safe to do so yeah what about you ashlyn um i feel like I don't know what normal is anymore. Like the thing about 2020 is that like in many ways like the unimaginable happened and it was a year of a lot of like loss and grief for me. Uh. And with some very permanent changes to your life and like the lives of those around you and like in general like how our world works like it's very hard to imagine a normal because these changes are permanent it's not something we can go back to like we can't go back to a time before like we our generation just suffered like a mass trauma from covid like i still have like nightmares and shit which is yeah. weird i saw again it's i'm sorry i'm not going to edit it out honestly <laughs> 
but yeah, and like with a lot of personal loss that I think a lot of us experience, be it like experiences, like people, just like things, time, like these things can't be taken back. And we can't just pretend yeah. that like the, the trauma that 2020 was didn't happen. Mm. So I think in many ways, like going back to normal is fundamentally impossible because there is no way. It's like a really long explanation of the term, the new normal. Like something yeah. you just can't go back to. Can't be, you just can't go back to some things because things have fundamentally shifted. Some things are gone and some things are now there. Yeah. But how I hope like 2021 is going to turn out is just that maybe we as a society and personally we can all like reevaluate where we're going since like we have to form a new reality and a new reality is already being put out there yeah. for us to shape right we may as well take the time to reflect on what kind of reality we want to make it and like I think that's kind of tied into my own resolutions of like rebuilding but rebuilding stronger in a way <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm sure we can think of a better slogan yeah. <laughs> Well if you think of a better one Let me know But yeah like no, I don't, I don't remember what really normal well is So I just want to move forward Yeah I think yeah. what you said About like This idea of there not being a reset Even though I think a lot of people Kind of think well, After Covid we're just going to reset I think everyone's been talking about this idea of a new normal, but I think, like, I think what you said about having a new reality for us to shape, for us to mold, is really gorgeously put. I, I, I think it conveys really well the image of what we have ahead of us. But I would also say, um, how to say, in this new reality, we will find again aspects of what was normal. Right, aspects of quotidian life that I think we have missed out on. I think the last time we were talking about this, I was mentioning things as you know, as simple as just smelling what you know petrol smells like on the roads in the evenings, because all after the rain, you know, with all these rainy days, what all that smells like when they're just walking in the park. Um, I think there's something very sensory to it all that I I think um, in many ways we have missed out on in 2020 and that 2021 may slowly return to us. But um, I think also, sorry to distract from you know, the COVID discussion, but I think given that for us it's year six also, I, I think a big thing I hope this year will be is that it's going to be a year that is mentally healthy. And I think it's a very big concern because with people stressing out over like scholarships and like university admissions and everything, it's very easy to fall into the trap of just you know, doing things because you think you have to do them and just getting really stressed and eventually losing all purpose of what you're doing. If you're doing an H3, why are you doing it? You remember what your initial reasons for doing it were. And if you don't, what does it mean for all you're doing in school? And I think with how cyclic um, a lot of what we're doing in school can be, with the fact that you're really just going in and out and there's almost like no escape from it, it can be really easy to just spiral down and also to feel like there's no one you can talk to about it. Um, yeah. So I think one thing I hope 2021 will be is for us that it will also be a year where we learn to take breaks and we learn like that there's a lot more to life really in the entirety of the world than just A-levels. Because I think that's a very big part of it. When we don't realise how minuscule you know our vision of the world currently is we can just get stuck in it in this very yeah. narrow space that constrains us um i think hopefully we learn to appreciate the narrowness of this space and to look outside of it and while we're living in the narrowness of it because we have to also try to see you know what are some ways in which i can make this space less narrow for myself in which there's some things maybe we can take less seriously. Yeah. Uh, and I think that kind of cultural thing is something that starts from all of us. Like, to say that, yeah, sure, I may not have done so well for a test or whatever, but there's always a next time. Or even if there isn't a next time, you know, there is, life is very long. There are a lot of things I can do. And I think yeah. all, that, all these different elements contribute to something more mentally healthy 
and not just mentally healthy, but really just healthy for us in general, culturally healthy even. Um, and I hope that this year we have something like that because I don't want to get sucked in into that kind of um, miasma, you know, of like bad feeling and stress, even though it is so easy. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, just I think that like we can only say that like we can only think that it is because like we come from a privileged background. Because not everyone has the choice of taking the longer, more scenic route in life. Mm. If you think about it, like a lot of people that put pressure on themselves to do well, do it for a reason, right? Like, oh, they're scared of not being able to support their family and all that. So, I mean, it's not an option for everyone. Like, at the end of the day, like, even if you don't do well for A-levels, right, it just means it'll take longer to get to where you want, if you think about it that way. But you get it eventually. Yeah, I think Yeah. Yeah. It really depends on case-by-case basis. That's, that's what I'm trying to say, I guess. Like, unfortunately, the thing is that practicality is still a concern in today's world, especially if you think about how, like, technology is shaping up the future with, like, jobs becoming more uncertain and wages are basically stagnating at this point. There's basically an ever-growing rat race for getting a good job, getting a degree in university and all that. And it only get worse with, as time goes on. Huh? It's sort of a problem with how our society is structured. Uh, completely true. I get why people are stressed by A-levels, that those are valid concerns, of course. But I think what, if anything, 2020 has shown us is that we can sometimes take a step back and often the things we saw as ultimate necessities, as priorities, are not what we think they are. And maybe, um, so, of course, A-levels are important, and I, and I don't think Justin was disagreeing with that. I think he just that, believes that there are better ways to do well for in year six and to do well for what we want to do well in. So taking breaks and taking the scenic route might seem like the the not putting enough pressure on yourself, but it might ultimately lead to better results or better um, achievements, if you want to use that word, in whatever you're trying to aspire towards. I think I'm to see that like to think that there's a dichotomy between stressing yourself out a lot and just mm-hmm. lacking. Uh, I think yeah. a lot of people have the idea that, oh, if I'm taking a break, I am stacking, I am going, I'm letting myself down. But I think what I think is really important is that we start to see that there needs to be a balance, that these two extremes are obviously not to be strived for, but there needs ultimately to still be a balance that yes, you know, the A levels are important, but that doesn't mean, firstly, that they are all important. And the importance of it doesn't mean that I have to neglect my health, my mental health, and um, those of So there is, it is difficult to strike a balance, so I think I'll totally agree with you. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't do it. Uh, yeah. That's very true. I mean, Justinian, as a PHP member, right? PHP, by the way, is PHP's program. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what do you think are some healthy ways of striking that balance? You're putting me on the spot, you know? Now you're stressing me out. Um, uh, I think, sorry, you could take the scenic um, route for this answer, but... <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, I think it's very basic. I mean, there, I mean, there are a lot of things you can do. Like, basically, to relax yourself, there are always, like, breathing exercises and such. But I think, ultimately, a lot of it boils down to awareness of yourself and ability to take a step back from things and to pause. Um, and look at what's actually going on. Because I think a lot of the time, stress results from our kind of um, ostrichness, you know, our, our condition of not seeing what our situations really are like, and also being too hard on ourselves. I think really important is the ability to take a shift of perspective, take a breather. Um, I am a pure helper, but obviously not like a trained psychologist or counselor. But I think, um, logically speaking, and kind of like a priori, right? This kind of perspective shift can be really helpful. Yeah, in that way. But I think also like, don't be afraid to seek help. I think that's the other thing. Like seeking help either from the internet, for example, or your friends. Um, because another thing that we tend to do when we're stressed is sometimes we just like cave, like, you know, like what um, pangolins do? Like just like curl up in a ball, right? I, I think like we tend to do that, but that just like kind of, makes us go deeper into the hole. So the other thing is, let's say I'm stressed, like, also go talk to people about it. Yeah. So true. I wanted to talk about um, what Ashlyn raised about 
they're not really being a normal to return to, right? I think this year has like exposed so many of the problems in um, just society at large, you know, whether we're talking about, say, um, structural racism with the uh, George Floyd incident and Black Lives Matter protests and things like that, or just like how, um, I mean, how much of, like, like how, how difficult it is to, to, kind of, to kind of like have the government of basically the most powerful country in the world fail at like the most critical time, right? Um, and these are problems that like, I mean, they always existed, right? But it, there was never something that kind of brought them out into the open, which the pandemic has done and exposed all of these flaws and things that we always thought were like perfectly safe, right? Or like were completely secure and we never had to worry about them. And then at the moment, literally at the moment when we needed them the most, they failed. Right. And um, my hope for uh, this, the coming years and the years ahead, in fact, is that, you know, like now that these problems are more visible for everyone to see that we are able to, you know, find some way to address them or at least make steps towards addressing them, you know, to, I guess, create a better world for everyone. Because like it's like this is our new reality, you know, nothing is nothing is sacred anymore. Everything will fail <laughs> to put it. Badly. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I kind of want to add on to something like what Justinia was talking about, like in terms of school. In that, I feel like one thing that a lot of us could use, right, is like meaning. Because the thing is, right, like, like what he said is that it's very cyclic process and we are in and out of the system and every day we go in on a set schedule and we just do our work and we have an end goal of A-levels, but then we go to university. And in some ways, it doesn't seem like there's an end, or whenever there's an end, there's like a new start, but not necessarily a fresh start. Mm. Rather that we are still within a system that we might not necessarily have meaning in. And I think that's something that I really learned from 2020 is that I needed meaning to do things. Because like, unfortunately, I'm one of those no-lifers, right, who actually like to study because I have no other hobbies. But in 2020, I just didn't study because I didn't see the meaning in it. Like, there were, like, mm. basically, like, there was just nothing. There was no way to, like, track my progress. And there was, it didn't seem like there was any meaning in studying as compared mm. to, like, whatever was going on. I would just spend, like, hours doom scrolling, watching people get beaten up by the police. Is that legal to say, Artrejo? Uh, <laughs> honestly, I'm too tired that that's all just included. I mean, if I would illegal... spend hours doom scrolling on Twitter. Yes, that's the safe <laughs> Yes, I would spend hours doing scrolling on Twitter and like the overwhelming like way the world was going, right? It seemed like studying for a paper was just so fundamentally meaningless because mm. like it felt like there was no future. Yeah. But I guess in some ways that we do need like hope and we do need meaning. If not, like it's going to be like some kind of like myth of Sisyphus thing. Every day your rock rolls down to the bottom <laughs> and you need to find like meaning oh, and God. reason to push the rock up again. Because it's going to happen again. Like, you have to go to school and you have to go through the motions again. But unless you give these motions meaning and, like, find a purpose in doing it, right? Eventually, it's just, you're going to go insane with just, like, how everything is. Like, fundamentally, there is just no way to cope with the fact that school is just like this. Unless you find... Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Basically, yes. You just need a reason to do things. And I hope, like, that's something I'm going to refine again in 2021 because in 2020 I really learned that it's okay if you don't do well because I definitely didn't do well and well I'm, I'm still here so <laughs> I finally learned that lesson and I don't know like I guess in some ways it helps like solve a lot of my anxiety regarding like work because like just like literally nothing happened to me after I didn't do well and I was like okay mm. sure and like that yeah. huge load has been lifted off my shoulders in 2021 uh. For some reason, so so maybe something good came out of twenty twenty. I don't know. Let's just hope like my schoolwork doesn't suffer this year. <clears throat> do it, do it for them. Do it for her. Who is her? Mrs. Naya. Do it for Mrs. Yeah. Naya. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do it for Mrs. Naya. But, yeah, I think that's very well put. Yes, just say. Yeah, no, I was just I was just making a bad comedy joke. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> a bad joke. <laughs> I know. 
I also see something very profound, but then I forgot what it was. True. Happens to us. That's one guy. In the absence of like um Archer's profundity, right? I just you know, like I like actually mentioned like Kami Smith of Sisyphus. Like context is like basically Camus like wrote this text, right? Where basically he's talking about the absurdity of life. Like just now I was talking about the cyclic nature. It's kind of something that Camus cites. And then what, what he's saying throughout the course of the work is actually, um, and he kind of summarizes this very eloquently in the story of Sisyphus. Sisyphus who, as we know, defied the gods and had to, and was condemned to like rolling a boulder every day and like seeing it fall down. And if you do this every day for eternity. And what he's saying is, you know, our absurd lives are like Sisyphus. And yet, we should not abandon or we should not say, we should not just say, you know, life is meaningless. There's no point to it just because of this. What he's saying is, let's find something in this absurdity. Uh, he puts it very eloquently. He says, um, the struggle itself toward the heights is enough to fill a man's heart. And after he says, one must imagine Sisyphus happy. Yes, absurd, but still happy. Still in that, you know, terrible um, rock pushing of his, still appreciating those atoms of rock, you know, um, just flying down to the cliff. There is something very inspiring about it. And I think why um, it's always a kind of book that pops up in these like discussions, because in the same way as we are all thrust into absurdity in this modern age, um, this beacon of light somehow that even throughout all this absurdity, there is a light in the darkness is something that speaks to us, I think. Yeah. Just then, not after, usual for your profundity. After you said that, nothing else she says gonna sound profound. But then it's mostly like I think in a lot of ways, like twenty twenty also exposed like how like so many of our things, our lives are dependent on chance. So like sometimes there's no point stressing about how mm. about things. You don't probably have a mental breakdown over this ten minutes from now. But anyway, like what I was gonna say something about like how like ultimately. I think when you start stressing less, right, you also start to perform better. Like, sometimes you just have to accept that some things in your life are out of your control. And once you do that, it becomes a lot easier to live. Because then you think more about what you can do that's within your control, and then work on those instead. Yeah. So true, Bestie, what he said. Yeah, I think sometimes, like, we just have to, like, accept our circumstances. Like, I mean, not necessarily be like, oh... It's okay and like not care about them, but just like be like, I guess this, this is it. This do, do be how it is. It is what it is. Except I think a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot. Sometimes maybe like being able to cope with circumstances is in believing that you can cope with them. Like no matter what, somehow or another, you will find a way to survive. Like no matter what happens. Like you can't control things that happen, but you have to move forward. And, like, maybe having that trust in yourself is the key to, like, being able to deal with, like, rubbish that comes along our way. Look, I censored myself beforehand. Mm. Nice. Can I have a round of applause? This is yeah. Okay, sure. Actually, uh, I guess it's more of, like, coming oh. to peace with whatever's going on in the environment. It's, like, if anything, like, <laughs> I guess, like, it just shows how, like, I think mean, it also, like, shows the importance of being... How do they put I don't know how to put this, but it's more of the fact that, like, Life can throw a curveball your way anytime, so might as well like just stop worrying so much and enjoy the process. Like just how like some bad thing can happen out of nowhere, good things can happen out of nowhere too. So the important is like the most important thing I think is fundamentally is to like try and just make sure that what you're doing today is better than what you did yesterday. That's like exponential growth, you know. This is like thing if you like if you do if you're like one percent better the previous day from like the previous day by the end of the year you'll be uh twenty seven point seven times as good. And yeah, okay. So Samia, would you like to continue this discussion? Wait, but before we continue, <laughs> it's okay if you're not recovering from the trauma that was 2020 really quickly, like everyone yeah. else. It's not a competition, mm. guys. Sometimes we will have bad days and we will regress. So, it's okay if you regress for a while. Yeah. Take your time to recover and like take your time to progress, guys. Competition only makes everyone more sad. There's a really long, really good essay I would recommend, but I can't remember what it's called. Yes. Yeah, um, I think I think we place a lot of focus on growing and improving, right? But 
ultimately 2020 was traumatic maybe not so much for certain people because like we have our own privileges and things but as a whole a lot of people died that shouldn't have died and didn't have to die but they because of like them we lived through a whole freaking pandemic like that is traumatic uh i was gonna say uh, a vulgarity but that's traumatic very traumatic so if you can't if you need some time to rest, if you need some time to take a break, and even if you think you're like deproving, it's okay. Just like, I don't know like how many times I can say it, but it's okay. And 2021 ultimately should not be about going back to some kind of normal that you think was right or um, becoming a better person, but just about being yourself and trying to find some semblance of peace and happiness. And on that note, I think if anyone doesn't have anything to add, we can wrap up this conversation. So I would just like to go around the virtual table once more and just like get one sentence about not an aspiration for yourself, but about how like as a community we can come together to do something for 2021. We'll start with Justinian. No, no, I can't. I got nothing. Wait, I, any time, man. Okay. Not the then. I'll go last because I'm going to uh, wrap up okay, this discussion okay. later. Oh, I'll start. And I'll take the easy one. I'll say that uh, I think, I hope that in the trying time that is inevitably to come uh, during the A-level preparation process, and in fact throughout the year, because apparently we have way more exams than usual uh, in preparation for the great exam of all time. Uh, I hope that, I think this has been said a lot of times, but I hope that people can uh, keep an eye out for each other, you know, um, just like check up on your friends even if you think if it's like i don't know like even if you think it might not be necessary like oh it's probably just uh something uh, some more, or maybe it might be just something temporary that like they're not feeling well or whatever like just um checking with them and like like the earlier you step in like even if you feel like it's it, may, it might be overstepping their boundaries a little bit i feel like that's preferable to like the like a lot of unthinkable alternatives right and uh, yeah, just keep an eye out for each other and uh, make sure that, you know, we can all get through this time together and like, hey, like ev- like everything else in life is probably more stressful than one exam that you're going to take. Yeah, mm. stay safe, guys. Next, how about Samyak? Yeah, sure. I think um, uh, taking a leave from what Ashton said before, I hope everyone can find but I, I hope everyone can find some more meaning in life. Um, and this doesn't have to be like necessarily some kind of big change that you want to make in the whole world, right? It could also be maybe like you wanting to maybe get get through a traumatic experience that you've had or talking about it, something like that. Find like some kind of meaning that you think will lead to a better future for you or for someone else. I think, like, for me, yeah, I'd say, people. you know, going into 2021, like, what we should keep in mind is to recognize the humanity in ourselves and in others, in the sense that um, looking at others as humans, we learn to empathize and we learn to help other people better because we don't see others as tools to be used or as obstacles to be passed, but instead as common people in the race that is supposedly life right um and so we learn to help each other out and so we learn like you said to keep an eye out for one another but human also in the sense uh for ourselves learning that we have our own limits and that we don't always have to be the best at something and that we don't always have to you know not make mistakes and that it is perfectly human it is ingrained in us to make mistakes and it's from there that we improve. Um, I think, you know, we say as a community that shared humanity is something that maybe we may be a bit more cognizant of after um, COVID, right? Because we've seen how the help of someone, right, when we are struggling can make a huge difference. And so recognizing the humanity, the next thing to do is to act on it, uh, to act on that humanity to care for ourselves and others and to really bring that spirit into the things we do. Yeah. Hey, they said one sentence, not one paragraph. 
Everyone take one paragraph. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I Yeah, that's very well put. Uh I feel like a teacher cold calling students, but Ashlyn. Uh yes, yes sir. Um mm, I think going to 2021, I really hope that we can all have like some hope in that 2020 was a year that didn't feel like it was going to end and some of the experiences made me feel like I wasn't going to make it out of that and in just in general I feel like some of the things might never leave us but that we can have hope that we will learn to live with it and we will learn to live in a way that makes us happy and gives us meaning and makes ourselves and others better like I think hope is really what I want going to 2021 Hmm. Okay, for me I guess it's I just want people to try out something new, honestly. I think sometimes like when we're stuck in like all cyclic like life stuff, right? Like Justin has mentioned and like many people have mentioned today. I think it can be like hard to try new things. Like or, like it can become uncomfortable trying new things, but it's good to like try out something that I've always wanted to do even if you think the timing isn't that good because you might discover something you really enjoy and end up actually benefiting in other aspects from your life from it. Like for example, exercising or getting to play the new sport can really help you like I'll take a break from my studies and then help you do better and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, I think that was a fantastic discussion even if I contributed like nothing to it. But anyway, thank you everyone for coming again to take uh the second take of this recording. And thank you to everyone that listens to our podcast regularly. I can, I actually like really happy when I get like messages from people telling me that our podcast is cool. Because and like I I and then, like I see more people interested in joining us on this podcast. I think that I end up like I think it's like a very really good thing I guess like because one of the things I want to do when I start this podcast is to have like give other people voice as well, and I'm glad to see that we're achieving that. So I guess we can just a round of applause for that. Yes. So anyway, thank you guys for coming along on this relatively long journey, and see you guys for the next episode. Hey. Okay.